This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom to a millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful Girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Good morning, Girl CEOs. Welcome to Girl CEO Radio, the playground for female entrepreneurs. And you guys are getting to join us this morning for a really special show. Is everyone excited? I'm excited. I'm feeling real good, you know? I feel like it's a whole no limit movement going on right now. I don't know if I could be mid X. Can I be mid X? You want to be Master P? Who you want to be? You want to be Master P? All right. All right. (laughs) We always make a joke, me and I. We make a joke and say that she's Oprah and I'm, what's her name with the kitchen supplies? What's her name? She Oprah and I'm Martha. So that's how we always rock it out. But special guest today, Mia Ray, Glamaholic Lifestyle. I know y'all wanted this interview, but the Girl CO Club got it first. We changed it from the Breakfast Club to the Girl CO Club. We got the interview first here. Last weekend, I watched you make history and it's just exploding. Not only are you motivating the aspiring entrepreneurs, but you're walking in your purpose and Something that is happening is you just manifesting greatness. This is something that you've been doing for many, many years. A lot of people may not know this, but you started Glamaholic Lifestyle when, Mia? Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Ten. I my blog November 4th. November the 4th. And I just want to stress this because, you know, people think it happens overnight, right? Ten years. Can we just say that one more time? 10 years. years. (laughs) So were you always making $160,000 in four minutes 10 years ago? Not even. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't making $100 in four minutes 10 years ago. You know, the crazy thing about it is you've always just been so humble. (laughs) So humble. So humble and so sweet. When I first met you, I was like blown away because you were just working. You had Tana and you were in the house with your baby in your bonnet. That was my favorite joke. Over the years, you've become one of my closest friends, my sister. We travel together. We hang together. We cry together. We work together. We've got business together. We've done everything together. But you've always been such a humble spirit. And I remember meeting you. You had your brand. You were building your brand. But I saw it 
a picture of you pushing a cart, a shopping cart, like a whole shopping cart that someone has stole from Safeway. Okay. <laughs> I stole it from uh, Publix. Okay, she stole it from Publix, y'all. Don't report her. But it was a shopping cart, and you were pushing that to the post office. Let's talk a little bit about the things that were going through your mind in that moment. I can start back even further than the shopping cart. When I first started, it was a time where I didn't have a car. But when I first started, I just got a car, what, maybe about three, four years? When I met you, you didn't have a car. (laughs) (laughs) I made you buy a car. (laughs) So my entire business, I'm just picking me up, dropping me off, doing whatever I got to do. I never felt any type of way. I was never embarrassed anything. The beginning, maybe about my first or second year into my business, I had to catch the bus to the post office because I'm very anal about customer service. And at that time, I didn't have a way to the post office. But I knew I wanted my customers to have their product as soon as possible. It was wow. in the wintertime. For those who are from Detroit, I got my butt on the Grimmer bus. And I took my butt to the post office of Finkel. And I dropped my packages off on the bus. Like, literally, I had to do what I had to do to make sure my customers had their products. A lot of people are too full of pride or, you know, embarrassed to do such a thing. But in that moment, I just felt like if I'm going to take this serious, I'm going to take it all the way serious. And for me, my customers have always been the most important thing to me. So, and it's evident because who will go 10 years or seven years without seeing a profit and keep going, you know? So it was something in me that told me, you might not see, I didn't see it, but I felt it. Mm -hmm. I could always feel it. And what I feel most is that because my customers, I call them glamaholics, because my glamaholics saw me on the bus, saw me pushed in that car. But it was crazy how God placed me in a house that on every corner of my house, it was everything that I needed. It was a Chase Bank. It was a Publix grocery store. It was a gas station. Inside the gas station was the post office. Wow. It was a Walgreens and it was a nail salon. Perfect. (laughs) So I never had to venture out into Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Everything that I needed to do was right there. I could walk. I could push my car. I could make sure all my pack got to the post office and it was never an issue for me. So in those moments where I'm catching a bus or where I'm pushing a car, I was thinking about my customer. I was thinking about I want them to have this product as soon as possible. I want them to know that I'm serious because if I want to be an entrepreneur, I have to be all in. For sure. I can't have that. And you're really dedicated. Yeah, you're really dedicated to your brand. Yeah, like I literally eat, sleep, walk, talk, everything. So I had to show that you invested your hard-earned money into my dream. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm always rocking with you the same way you rock with me. So For sure. So let's talk about the beginning. When did you say, I'm starting this brand? How did you develop the confidence to start the brand? And right now, I think you're 10 years in. Am I right? 10 years? Okay, so 10 years in, I feel like 10 is a lucky number. I'm 10 years in too. So I feel like that's when you finally start to see results, 10 years. So keep that in mind, guys. Like, do you really have 10 years to wait? Do you have the patience? I always say the most patient person is the most profitable person. So Mia, what inspired you to launch this brand? So a good friend of mine, he sat me down one day because I always tell people, like, I started my business before Instagram. Like, I'm not an Instagram entrepreneur. And he sat me down one day and he said, you need to start the blog because what I would do every day on Facebook is share fashion tips, hair tips, beauty tips. And he's like, you need to start a blog. And I'm like, what the heck is a blog? The only blog I knew way back then was Media Takeout. Do y'all remember Media Takeout? Oh, I remember Media Takeout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the only blog I knew. And I was like, I don't want to do nothing like that. He's like, no, 
you know, it's just where you place your thoughts where people can find everything that you say, everything that you do, collect. So I had a Starbucks date with him, and literally that day, I sat down and Googled and researched what a blog was, and I started my blog. I'm assuming that was November 4th, you know, 2009. So from there, I was a year into my blog. I took it very serious. I was very consistent. I blogged every single day. I never wanted a day to go by where somebody went to my site and I had updated it in weeks. I never wanted that. A year into blogging, it was kind of like, okay, blogging is fun, but I'm not making any money. You know, like, this is cute. It's real cute, but I wasn't making any money. No money from blogging? In a year? So how long do you think it normally takes a person to start making money in blogging? It took for, I think my first paid blog post or advertising was with like McDonald's. It was either with McDonald's or Essence. I can't remember, but that was maybe about year number four or five. So you telling me they better be ready to wait four or five years to get a real check and blog for free in the process. And you're never going to get a real check if you're not consistent, if you don't have engagement, and if you can't show and prove to these big brands, like your influence, they're not wasting their money on just people who want to be an influencer. You have to be an influencer. So So you have to be an influencer. (laughs) You have to show what you can do. So that's just like you walking up to somebody saying, oh, you know how to fix my car? They don't know how to fix a car, but I'm going to hand them over some money. Like, no. (laughs) You have to show me you're a real mechanic. Wow. What is Glamaholic Lifestyle? We have a lot of people on here. They're not aware. They don't know. So when someone says, what is Glamaholic Lifestyle? What is your response? So for me, of course, my blog is Confessions of a Glamaholic. When I started Glamaholic Lifestyle, it was an extension of the women who were reading my blog. So I wanted to offer something to the women who were reading, pouring into me, cheering me on, and the women who were just like me. So my blog was the place for everyday girls and women like me to come and figure out how to look the part without breaking the bank. So that was my biggest thing. Like, we can look just like Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, and all them other ones, but we're going to find it at Forever 21 or Zara or, you know, those type of places because for me, I've always had this lifestyle in my head. I remember you telling our accountant, like, she lives a certain lifestyle. And I'm like, I really don't live a certain lifestyle. It just looks that way. It is very, like, low budget. (laughs) I don't spend a lot of money on nothing except for my home and, you know, things that I want to splurge on. But anyway, Glamaholic Lifestyle for me was a hustler, a go-getter, someone who was inspirational, someone who, you know, had the, the drive. And it has now, like, morphed into being, you know, very financially aware I take finances and money very serious, but it was just an everyday girl who wanted to be comfortable with who she was and look the part, feel the part. You know, I'm a single mother. I have two boys. I have, no, I'm a mother. Don't matter if I'm single or not. I'm a mother. I have a 17 year old and a six year old and I'm very conscious of how I raise them. And it's very important to me. So I just wanted women who looked, walked, talked like me and who was from where I'm from. I'm from the hood. Like Jay-Z say, I'm like, I'm from the real hood, not like the rap hood. For not those the who, <laughs> Not the fake hood. I am from Dexter and Collinwood. So, you know, I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, it was 10 of us in a house. So for me, it was the fact that don't look at your environment or your circumstances that are around you. You can literally live how you want to live, you know, and I always want to live like, I always want to live like Kimberly Simmons. You know, I always want to live the glamorous life, but still be me. And who I am is I'm just a regular ghetto hood chick 
who just has ambition, who has a vision. And that's, you know, that's just who I am. And one of your most popular products were, well, the, the most popular one was your, your bag. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Because we're in an era where people don't understand having the level of confidence that you have had to be able to create your own bag because they're so caught up on what's trendy. It's like they're caught up on the Louis, the Fendi, and they're so afraid to look like it's a fake bag. They don't believe that they can create a brand. It was like, what was Louis Vuitton before it was Louis Vuitton? No one knew Louis before he knew himself and he put himself on the bag, right? So can we just kind of talk about some of the things that you've dealt with on this journey, attempting to get people to realize that Fendi can put the Fs all over the bag and Louis can put the LVs all over the bag. The, the type of balls you have to have to go do that yourself. Well, actually, I'll say that the booze are so like in the distance because the cheers are so loud that I really don't hear a lot of the negativity, like someone literally has to bring it to me. Like it's never been brought to me in my face or it's never been like something that's so evident that it's something that I'm constantly dealing with because it's not, you know, the positivity and the support and the push that I get is so profound that I barely even hear or see that. But for the ones that do, one thing about growing as, so I was 26, no, 25. I was 25 when I started. I'll be 35 this month. Oh, my birthday is this month. I always forget how old I am. (laughs) For someone at 25 years old to step up and say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to put out a bag. I've never been a designer bag girl because I couldn't afford it. So my vision was to create the luxury feeling for the girls who like me who couldn't afford the Gucci and the Louis or didn't even care to carry it. You know, a lot of people don't even care about that type of stuff. I'm one of those people. I buy a bag and toss it on in my back seat. Like, I don't cherish it. I don't praise it. To me, it's just another purse, like the purse I got from Zara. So for me, the negativity, you have to learn with growing that is mindset. For sure. So a lot of us have been conditioned to praise these big brand names and of course they don't care about us you know it's Not cute to care they have nice you know they look nice or whatever but we've been praised to i mean we've been conditioned to praise them and put them on this pedestal but half the time if i'm going to tell you this right now this is my thoughts half of the women who say oh well, that's just she making a fake Louis Vuitton purse or she xyz they can't even afford the purse that they carry they can't I don't know what they did for that purse it might have been uh swiping a credit card that either wasn't theirs or have now they um credit usage is is 75 uh, percent you know this is the type of stuff that I think about so I think about the mindset of the women who say these things yeah and my mindset and her mindset are two completely we're on two completely different planets so I don't expect her to understand me. And after- I, don't, I don't expect her to understand me. I don't expect her to see what I'm doing. I don't expect her to even feel my vision because someone like that is so wrapped up in things that don't matter. Like sure. literally, you can have a house fire and all of those things would be gone. And then what? You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You have nothing. Yeah. So for me, the women who is teachers own, a lot of people can afford the bags that they carry. Who cares? The thing about it is, for me, I had a vision. I mm-hmm. created something that 
I wish existed. I wish I could have the feeling of carrying a, a bag like Kimura or like Beyonce and know that, oh, if I carry this bag, I still got some money in my pocket. What's the point of carrying a bag when you got $2 in it? For sure, because some people don't have the only bag they have is the bag that they're carrying, right? So it's like, we got to make sure that the only bag that you're in, <laughs> the only we, we need to make sure that when you're saying I'm in my bag, it's only the bag that's on your shoulder because that's the only bag that you have. We need to make sure that there's an actual bag being had. <laughs> for real. And I think literally, for me, literally and figuratively. I just wonder when we will grow and when we will understand the power that we have. Because right now you're breaking into an industry that has never really been broken into before. I've never seen the girls going crazy over Louis Vuitton dropping a new bag at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. I've never seen women on social media setting their alarm because the never fool was coming out, right? I, I've just never seen that, right? So I just want to just stress the mindset. We have to change culturally. We have to understand that there is a shift happening where as women, especially as black women, I think that the level of support. So what I was saying was, what do you feel like is happening culturally? Because I personally feel like right now a shift is happening where people are binding together and a lot of black women are spending money with other black women. And we're just, there's a level of support that's happening where a lot of African-American women are starting companies, they're starting businesses, they're building these brands. And what I saw happen with you last weekend, I've never seen anything like it. So what I was saying is I've never seen people running to the store to go get a Neverfull. I've never seen that. I've never seen people, you know, waiting for a bag to drop at Louis Vuitton. I've never seen that. I saw people setting alarms when your bag was about to drop. I saw people had notifications, you know, scheduled. I've never seen anything like that. I have never seen that happen at Gucci. I've never seen it happen at Fendi. What do you think is happening just not from a cultural perspective, but even from a social media perspective that is causing this type of response. We had never seen what we do every day on social media, whether it's me, you, Super, Blair, Chris, so many of us. That's Chris Cavalli. Yes. And, and we're all cool. It's so crazy. <laughs> right. So people, we never saw that growing up. I, I never saw a me growing up. You know, so I think what it gives, I'll speak for myself, it gives my glamaholics a sense of hope. Like, you can be from the hood. You can have a baby at 17. For sure. You could be a janitor and a customer service rep, and you could still one day win. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a sense of hope that they can do it, which they can, you know. And the social media is so powerful because... People saw me go from the idea of a duffel bag to the process of manufacturing the duffel bag to receiving the duffel bag. To so people feel like they're a part of something, which they are. Sure. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. But for the people who didn't know me prior to Saturday or prior to Instagram, I've been doing this since day one. I've always, you know, they've invited me to birthday parties and baby showers and become like a little family you know so the connection that my followers 
well, I'll say my glamaholics and I have is that it's very deep. And they never saw me. I saw me and Oprah. I was a little girl watching Oprah with my grandma. And I didn't really grasp the concept of her being as big as what she was and being the first of doing what she did. But I knew I wanted to be like her. I didn't want to be on TV. I didn't want to be a talk show host. But I wanted to have that type of power that she had. I wanted to make other people feel like how Oprah made me feel. Every day at 4 o'clock when I ran home from school to watch her, she made me feel good. She made me feel pretty. She made me feel smart. She made me feel woke. And I wanted to feel that. I wanted to make other people feel that way. So I know for me, that's what it is. And that's what the connection is that made them set alarms, that made them set notifications and all the things. I mean, for maybe about two months straight, I haven't been able to walk out of my house without somebody stopping me, whether it's driving wow. down the street, at wow. the grocery store, at the bank. I'm at the bank teller, I mean, the bank the other day, and literally the teller is talking to me about how she's waiting for the duffel bag, and it's a girl two spaces down at the uh, <laughs> drive through telling me how she's waiting. I'm like, huh? Okay. You know, like, blowing my mind. I can't go to the Walmart to Target without somebody stopping me. So for me, it was like the power of social media. Some memes are so real. It's like people would rather gossip or tear people down on social media when you can literally like, and not even just what about What is that money. about? What, what are you, I just feel like right now, as a, as, as a, a whole African-American women, we've come and we've gone through so much. When are we going to get to the point? Because, you know, you and I, we joke about this all the time. Like everything comes back to us, right? And there are people that dedicate their time to tearing other women who are attempting to win, who finally know that they have influence, who are smart enough to use their influence, who are smart enough to leverage social media. They will sit there and tear these women down. When do those kind of people wake up and say, maybe I should embrace my sister? What is the root? I feel like there is some healing. There is something there. I said this the other day about when stuff gets back to me about people who I personally know, people who I thought were personally okay with me or cool with me. That's a, a personal thing. I read the four agreements. I always talk about the four agreements. And one of the agreements is to never take anything personal. For a stranger to dislike another stranger or for someone to dislike someone who has never done anything to them, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, That's something personal. So until they get on top of their healing or whatever the issue is with them, that's not my battle to fight. So when I see them, I still love on them. I still hug them. I still joke. I still laugh. And everybody like, oh, you better than me because I have to call her out for what? First of all, I'm not going to give nobody that type of energy. I got too many other amazing, great things going on to give that my energy. energy for sure. You know, that's something. It has a lot to do with how uh, women were raised. Their moms. Like how your mother raised you or how your family of the women in your family poured into you a lot of women have oh my god i wish i had a mother like yours that supported me or x y and z that has a lot to do with how women react to other women it's also like well why her and not me yeah well when you get closer to the word you know that you already have what's laid out for you you just gotta go get it so he can't do something now it might not look just like mine it's gonna be your own thing but the same thing he do for me he could do for you for sure but a lot of women don't know the word, you know? So a lot of times it's just, it has nothing to do with me. For sure. So it's, it's, it's a deeper like thing. Until It's a deeper thing. And I, I don't take it personal. You know, now I used to, man, I used to go back and forth with a fake page. Who are you talking yeah. to? What? 
it's like, right. you know, I, I think about stuff like that. Right. I had someone put some crap on one of my photos this morning and I was just thinking, man, the time you took to create this email, get it, it verified, approve it in yeah. your email, set up yeah. the page, put find yeah. a profile picture to put on it. You could have literally yes. been using that time to promote a product that could have gotten you paid. It takes a lot of time to make a fake page. And then you get one comment in, and then I'm going to block you. you done. And then I'm blocking you. You just wasted so much time. And then it's like, I didn't get to her. You know, so it's kind of like, <laughs> don't give anybody your energy. If you pay them attention, they uh -huh. feel like they won. Mm -hmm. Oh, she looked at me. Oh, my God, Mia looked at me. Oh, my God, Mia said something to me. And it's kind of like, nope, block. Mm -hmm. Delete, remove. What? She ain't she ignoring me? Oh, let me go make another page. By the time you sit up and make these five, six pages, I'd have made about five, six thousand. <laughs> that, that ain't got nothing to do with me. We about to turn that into a quote. <laughs> By the time you make that five, those five or six page pages, Mia says she'd have made five or six thousand dollars. Okay. Guys, we gotta get we gotta get our minds together because it's true. It's like we're focused on all of the wrong things. We have to bring it back to getting ahead and supporting and building each other. Make a page that's going to support another woman. Yeah. Make a page that's going to build another woman up. Make a page that's going to highlight the process because that's what we really have to focus on. You know, and one of the things that I really want to stress to all of my girl CEOs that are listening to this is that as you grow, you better be prepared because as the income increases and as the, ter the territory increases, there's a lot that's going to come with it. You know, Mia, I know on Saturday you did about $160,000 in four minutes. You sold over, what was it, 500 bags. 900. 900 bags. 900 bags. And you're literally doing all of this from your living room. Your, your living room looks like a warehouse right now, okay? <laughs> Let's just talk about that. 900 supporters, 900 people who want to pour into what you have going on, that that came from relationship building, not just in two months, in three months, okay? That came from years of relationship building where people feel like and know that they're a family member. It's like you have an Instagram family, you know? How did that feel? Seriously, because I saw you in tears. Guys, you know, Girl CEO Club is the first to get this interview. <laughs> off the press what did that feel like as you were you were crying and you know I didn't see you do some ugly cries before over the <laughs> over the years how did that feel so of course as a businesswoman and as an entrepreneur I knew what my profit would be you know going in planning this whole drop and release I knew what my profit would be now did I think that profit would happen in four minutes or did I think the profit would happen in about a week or so? I thought that it would happen in about a week or so. So for it to happen in four, it was really two minutes, but I'm, I'm going to say four. For it to happen in four minutes, that blew my mind. So for me, it was kind of like a, a, a game changer, an eye opener. It blew my mind because I wasn't expecting that to happen like that. I thought they had broke my website. Yeah, I saw that. You were like, D, something going I'm on? I'm like, D? <laughs> D, did you put the right amount of inventory in? You know, so I'm thinking that they broke or it wasn't right. So for me to go to my reports and say, okay, y'all, I'm trying to fix it. Because for those who don't know, 
what I do. I created my own home shopping network. So for years, I've always said, I want to be on the home shopping network. I want to be on QVC. And of course, I'm like, I'm not about to sit around and wait for them to come see me. I'm just going to start my own. Mm -hmm. That's all about me, you know? So I do everything live so everybody can see what I'm doing. And in that moment of me realizing that it was 123,000 in two to four minutes, never in my life could I have processed that, you Mm -hmm. know? So I actually did the 178 in 35 minutes, but the 123 came in the first two to four minutes. I didn't think people could. I, I, I just, you don't know what you don't know. And if you never saw something, you never saw it. I never saw something like that before. So for me, it was just like, what? I know my glamaholics rock with me. Ain't no doubt in my mind. But to know that people rock with you like that. It's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. So it wasn't about how much money I made in two to four minutes. It was about the mass showing up for you like that yeah it was like when they were outside saying free meat outside the jail like yeah. it's a different experience like it's empowering like you don't expect people to show up for you like that bingo that's what it was it wasn't like one hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars. no it was like y'all did what no it's like y'all really like me like that <laughs> with me like that like i know we get down but like that yeah, for sure. Oh. It was Go just, on. it was mind, it was just mind blowing. And, and I had a joke. I was going to call you and tell it to you, but I'm going to tell it to you right now. So y- y'all, I've been friends and just work with Mia for years, right? So when I, when I met Mia, she didn't have a car. I went online and I picked out her first car for her. I'll never forget this. All right. And it was a, a nice red Wrangler. And I found it and I said, You're going to get this car right here. This is going to be the one. She was like, No, nah, Fee. She calls me Fee. I don't know where we got that name from, but that's what she calls me. She calls me Fee and Tana calls me BB. <laughs> and she's like, That ain't about to be my car. I'm like, You getting this car? No, this is, how, this is how the story went. We're on looking for the car. And you said, What is your dream car? If you could buy any car right now, what would your dream car be? And I said a Jeep Wrangler. I've always wanted a Jeep Wrangler. So it wasn't a Benz. It wasn't a BMW. It wasn't a Range Rover. You asked me what was my dream car, and I said a Jeep Wrangler. I've always wanted a Jeep Wrangler, and I bought a Jeep Wrangler. And let me just tell y'all something. She was like, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to get this car. She, why? It, it was just all of this doubt. It was, it's always this doubt with me that drives me crazy. And I kind of like have to like slap her out of it. Like, no, you about to get this truck. Cause I'm a risk taker. I'm the crazy friend is like, I'm, I'm one of those people. I just jump off the cliff with everything. Right. So I'm like, you get in this car. She got the car. But the moral of the story is here's the joke. I have seen Mia cry a lot in life and not that much. Uh, hold on. Oh, yes, I have. Hold on, pause. Yes, I have. I said, hold on. <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen her cry a lot of life. But as my as my memory serves me, the joke is every moment that I've seen you cry, <laughs> it's been when that bag hit. <laughs> so I haven't seen her crying and going crazy over a man or anything like that. It's always been record-breaking moments when something has happened when she has hit like a huge goal financially in life and the reason why this is so funny I might be able to pull this up on my phone number see if I can find it but 
there's a picture that I that just popped up on my Facebook the other day. And it was when you won like twenty thousand dollars, and I called and we you. Both on the phone, like, and, and we was on the phone, and the pictures were like, and, and we were looking ugly too. So, oh, ugly cry! But I started busting out laughing because I was like, man, every time I done seen this girl cry, it's like she crying because something big that happened in life. <laughs> every time. <laughs> It's always about the bag. It's always, the girl, the only girl I know, she's only crying over the bag, baby. That's the only thing. <laughs> I done seen her go through a lot in life. <laughs> Everything, relationships, all that kind of stuff. Never seen her cry over nothing but the bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like when your Facebook memories pop up, every picture where we were crying, it was like a $10,000 bonus, a $20,000 bonus. This happened. She got a car. Boom. She got a house. Crying. It's like all those moments. So it's just so funny when I see the memories of like the moments that, you know, you're breaking down and you're crying. So me, let's talk a little bit about the vision uh, for the future. You know, where do you see your company in five years from now? Any store? Maybe. Do you ever think about a store? No. No. Okay, go ahead. No, no. Because you know they want to come <laughs> maybe, and see <laughs> Maybe a product or my products in a store, in Target, you know, of course I would love that. But me having my own store, that's just not something that I desire. Okay. I don't like overhead. Like the fact that I now have to get a warehouse makes me <laughs> feel some type of way because I hate overhead. But, you know, I've. My home is my home. Yeah. You know, it's time to move that where, stuff out, the, get it out, this, and enjoy the home because you just got your house. Yeah. This is where, this is like my peace. This is where, you know, I, I'm an introvert, so I spend my most, most of my time at home. So I care about my home a lot. You know, I'm always cleaning. I'm always decorating because this is where I find my peace. So now I have to move on. Like I've outgrown my home and now I have to work. Cause I remember my first shipment, if I could share this, my first shipment fit in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I live with my mom. My first shipment was a hundred totes. And in those three to four boxes, they all fit in my bedroom and I shipped them out of my bedroom. We might so need to now- turn that deck into the she shed back there. Get that little <laughs> groundhog up out of there and tell him that he can, we need to hire that groundhog. I thought about it. I said, can I just feel something in the backyard? Because I, for sure, don't want no overhead. So trust me, I thought about it. Um, And to go from my first shipment being able to fit into my bedroom to now, you know, two UPS trucks pulling in front of my house. And my neighbor asking my assistant, like, can I work for me? She's a, a different nationality. And she's like, can I come over there and work for me? And she, and she can help me with my English. And I was like, she don't even know what I do. But she you just know, know you're doing something. She know I'm doing something. And you know, they're older and I'm the youngest black girl on my in the neighborhood with no husband. You know. Yeah. So they're like, she's like, You you're at home every day like me. For like, sure. What do you do? Things are changing. <laughs> Things are changing. You know, when I see you in your living room and Tana is mistaking, you know, boxes for the sofa, because I see him sitting up on the boxes watching TV, you know. I'm just thinking, I think of the owner of Spanx. You know, I saw a picture of her. I think she just did like, I don't know how many years it was. It's probably been like 15 years or more since she started Spanx. But it was literally a photo of her laying on the floor. 
and she had about 15 orders of Spanx just right there. And she was just so excited. And there was a glow on her face. And it, it was just like, that was her first order, right? And she was sitting on that floor and there were like 15 little envelopes and she was holding her, you know, little envelopes up and she was just laying on the floor in her house and she was like, this is it. This is going to happen. And then there was a picture of her in her warehouse. And I'm not talking about like, you know, I have a warehouse, but baby, the warehouse that I saw with her shipment in it, it was like an entire Target store of racks and racks and racks. So to see someone go from 15 envelopes on the floor to just seeing something like that explode 15 years, 20 years later, I don't know how long they've been in business, but the level of confidence that you have to have, the level of faith, you know, the level of tenacity that you have to have to be able to believe that that is possible and to keep on pushing is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. To, you have to be very crazy. I, I'm a little off, you know, because most people wouldn't have gone through what I went through, you know. Most people would have quit in month number 10 after they didn't see a profit versus waiting 10 years to see something like what's happening now. So a lot of times I ask people, you know, like, how bad do you want this? So for me, it wasn't, I didn't always have the money, but I always had my glamour homies. So what? what, Say that one more time. Say that one more time. I didn't, what did I say? I didn't didn't always always have the money, money. but I had my glamour homies. And what I meant by what I mean by that is, um, for over the years, women coming up to me and saying, "Oh my God, Mia, you made me now do this instead of doing that." Oh, because of you, I did this instead of that, or because of you, I'm now doing this. So how can I quit? I didn't have the money in my bank account. I'm like, yes, yeah, sis, I'm so glad I got you to think like that now. But God, damn, you know, like I ain't got no car, you know. So for ten years. They paid me with that encouragement and that support and, you know, let me know how I was making them feel. Back to that Oprah feeling. For sure. Back to Oprah making me feel that way and me wanting to make people feel that way. That's what fed me. So for 10 years, a lot of people would not have done what I did or went through what I went through. You know, no vacations. No. (laughs) I'm not taking no vacations. I haven't been on one in two years. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 for the first time, I, the the feeling of being able to take my entire family to Disney World, my nobody heard no. Everybody got whatever they wanted. That we to take my entire family to Disney World was unreal for me, you know. So now moving forward and seeing ten years later, like wow, I see how he carried me over those last ten years to get here. Sometimes I look back and I, I don't even remember half the stuff. I'm like, I did that? For like, sure. I can't believe I went through that. Like, what was I thinking? It was just a feeling. And, yeah. and a lot of times we don't see it. I know I don't. Faith is a feeling. For sure. You know, you don't always see it. So the fact that for 10 years I didn't see this, I, I saw it, but I didn't, you know? And it's yeah. kind of like, I was just like, whatever. It, you know, I'm winging it. Like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep winging this thing. Until it all comes full circle. I'm going to make it happen. And my thing is, I I don't have a choice. I didn't have a plan B. That part. And my son is 17. I haven't had a W-2 in in about 14, 15 years. I didn't have a plan B. I never, 
I haven't filled out a job application sure. in 10 years. I have never went and said, I'm a, maybe I need to do this on the weekend. I don't know. Maybe I'm either I'm crazy or, or I don't know. No, the journey is real because let me just also add this in. This is a thing that people don't ever want to talk about. And I'm, and I'm going to talk about it real quick. When you are, when you are an entrepreneur, I think that every three to four days, and I'm, and, and I'm just being super transparent with you guys. There are days when I wake up right now, it's all me. It's me. It's uh-huh. like whatever I do, when I wake up, I have to work to make a sale. That's it. Uh-huh. There's no plan B, right? Uh-huh. What people have to understand is I believe that at least two times a week, every super successful entrepreneur, I'm going to say at least one time a week, you wake up and you lay in your bed and you look up at that ceiling fan or you look out that window or you look at wherever that light is coming through and you say, how long is shit going to last? I don't know how long. I, can- <laughs> I can't do this no more. Because it's not that you don't believe that you can do it anymore. You just wonder, like, how long am I really going to be able to do this? Like, there is just always this scary thought and you don't really know how much time you have. But it's true. In life, you don't know how much time you it's have. It's like, when is this thing going to pop? Yeah, because like. <laughs> I look, I was sitting there with my mom the other day and I'm just looking at my mom and looking at my kids and I'm like, I've really been an entrepreneur for all these years. Like, I didn't go and to high survived. school. And we survived. I look at myself and I'm like, how the hell did I pull this off? I mean, an article, a freaking article had came out about me the other day and then girl CEO was like, okay, she went from Moffat Forrester on a multi-million dollar company. And, and sometimes I look at myself like, how this girl from the projects do this? I don't even believe, I don't even know how I did it. And I think it's scary because you really don't know. You're like, okay, sometimes I'm like, Lord, how, how much more time I got at this? You know, or you just had this fear. Have you ever had the fear where you just imagine yourself walking back into like a job and you're like, man, oh, I got to get to work. You know, that's the day. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's the day that you just like, oh, I got to get back to work. Like you don't know. We all have those thoughts. And I wanted to say this for everybody on here, because some of you all are entrepreneurs and you think that everybody is super confident. You know, you may look at me, you may look at me, you may look at all these people on social media that are killing it. And you think that it's 100% confidence. It's not true. We have days where I'm like, I've had moments where I'm like, man, this shit is about to sink. <laughs> and I've had to, and that's the moments where I'm like, okay, get your positive affirmations out, change what you're listening to. It's like, you have to do a team huddle with yourself every day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And my method is I go take a nap. Anytime I get to talking crazy to myself, I go take a nap. And then I got to wake up and I got to listen to some Jay-Z, some Jeezy, something some that'll get me back you know, I'm a me girl. Home. I'm a me girl. You're you me. me. Right. <laughs> you got to listen to it. Right? Because they, they feed my mind. That's what I always wanted to do. Like, I've always wanted to be a hustler. Like, always. And I say I thank God he found a way for me to legally be a hustler because I love it. Like, I love the feeling. So if people who follow me know that I have, uh, I hate to say this, but I have a drug dealing analogy to everything <laughs> that I do because I've always wanted to be a husband. Like, always. I've always wanted to run with the boys. I've always wanted to, you know, that's yeah. what I've always wanted to do. And thank God he placed it on my life to do it legally because 
I'm telling you, coming from where I come from, you were either the drug dealer's girlfriend or mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. You was doing it yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the only way to be rich it. around here. I was in it, in it. So it was like, <laughs> it was around me. They was in my house doing stuff, you know? I was in the house, you know? So <laughs> it was just one yeah. of those things where when you make it out, you can't even realize, you, you can't even like fan and you're like, man, I made it out of this. Like I didn't go in that direction. There, I was yeah. covered. There was grace yeah. on my covered. life. Like, oh my God, just to think back to the, the stupid way I used shit to run you probably done stuff. too. The stupid things I'm the like, people oh you've my been in God, cars with, Jesus. you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you had in them cars, you know, like stuff like that. We like, Jesus, thank you for carrying me. And, you know, to me, it's like, you know, just to have those men that I looked up to now come up to me like, look at you, you know, and then asking me questions about how to start sure. a business or how to run a business or how to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, man, when I was little, I used to look up to you like. For sure. So for me, it's like I can't stop. Because sure. trust me, it ain't just women that rock with me. Yeah, it's men. Men rock with yeah, me. I have guys. They're like, when are you coming out with guy CEO? I have guys inside <laughs> a girl CEO right now. It's crazy oh. because I didn't want to boot them. You know, sh- shout out to um, my guys up in, in uh, St. Charles Mall. You know, they're one of my biggest supporters. They have a shoe store up there and they're killing it. And they're in my program. And they're like, don't leave me behind because the guys aren't really giving the knowledge and the wisdom away, you know? So they're like, shoot, if I got to get with the women to get the game, then I, I'm going, I'm signing up for Girl CEO. So I have men that are inside of Girl CEO right now. Uh, this is the last thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to let you go because we've had you for a minute. One of the things that just stood out to me that you said that was just one of the most powerful things was that I didn't have money. But I had my glamaholics, right? And I want to talk a little bit about that analogy before we wrap. Because some people, they make fun of people for spending so much time online. They're like, oh, you know, you spend too much time on the internet or you're in this fake world online and it's so much to life, you know, outside of the internet, right? Um, One of the things that I've learned and I'm trying to encourage people is to understand the power of the internet, Right? I teach and help a lot of people start their companies and monetize their brands online using social media. There are a lot of people that have such a negative, a negative perspective when it comes to social media. But to hear you say, I didn't have money, I had my glamaholics, right? Because I have people that ask, do I need to go get a loan for my company? But you're like, no, I didn't need a loan. I didn't need money. I just needed my glamaholics. That came from relationship building. Can we talk a little bit about this? Because I feel like, screw the money. If you take time to connect with your audience and build relationships with people over the years, because I'm not talking about you start following somebody and then two minutes later, you're sliding in their DMs like, oh, I sell soap bars. You get two for five right now. That's not relationship building. Let's talk about how long you've built the relationships um, with your audience and how important, if you could say anything to these, we have hundreds and hundreds, we got about 400 people on here right now. What will you say? What would you say to these people right now that are 
who are downplaying the internet? So for me, please forgive me for the Oprah analogies, but for me, this is my TV, right? Oprah made her connection with people through a TV screen. My TV screen just happens to be my phone, okay? So the way I connect with people is through social media, my TV. For you, since day one, I've always connected. When someone asks me a question, I answer it. When someone um, reaches out to me or see, sees me out in public, I respond with a hug. I'm never too busy. I'm never too cute. I'm never too, none of that, to give a hug, a handshake, a, a, a across the room, kiss in the air, because that's what builds that connection. Because I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you rock with me the way you do. You know? Um, so I'll give a quick example. <clears throat> the other day I was talking about, you know, the whole fake Louis Vuitton selling bag thing. And I, Louis Vuitton don't care about us. There is a glamaholic that lives. She's from Queens, New York. She buys every single thing that I sell. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I drop has she missed. Okay. And I know I've grown fond of her because she follows me. She tags me. We talk. We DM everything. She reached out to me. I said, Mia, I'll be in Detroit the day that you drop the duffel bags, but I'll be on stage speaking for work at 3 o'clock. I'm going to miss my duffel. So I said, you know what? Friday, after I got done with my work, I DM'd her. I said, where you staying at? She told me where she stayed at. I said, I'm about to bring your bags to you. In my mind, and I'm not Oprah, but in my mind, if someone that I admire so much that I buy everything that she sells, took the time out of her day to bring me something of hers. And not only is it about me, because I wanted to meet her. Yeah, because she's a supporter to meet people who, I wanted to who believe in her. your vision on that level. I do want to meet those people. I wanted to hug her. So not only did I say, I'm going to bring your bags down to you, on the way down there, I said, you hungry? She said, yeah, I'm hungry. I said, let's go get something to eat. I picked her up. We go down the floods. It's a, it's a restaurant bar down here, very popular. We go eat some catfish, macaroni, and cheese, and greens. We have a margarita and a green tea, and we sit and we laugh and we joke for hours. Mind you, this is just somebody from Instagram mm-hmm. who supports me. Now, like I said, I don't do this with everybody, you know, stranger danger. But <laughs> the connection, <laughs> the connection that I had with her, and this is not just her. I can name people. Um, Daisy, Jessica. Hey, I mean, we met literally. on Instagram. You DM me about Rio, and that was when Rio was a baby, baby, like. Yeah. Crazy. She's so pretty. Yeah. And I said, oh, that baby's so pretty. So <laughs> this is the connections that you can build with people. My leak. I met my leak through a social media dinner that she was having here in Detroit. So it's kind of like people who don't understand the power, the positive power of social media, they're going to say those things. Hmm. But people like you and I who understand where this growth and, and connection comes from, we get it. Now, if I ain't on Instagram promoting, but everything is marketing to me. 
that's just what I do. For sure. <laughs> Everything is marketing to me. From what I cook for dinner to how I decorate my house to how I talk to my kids. It's a form of marketing because I sell a lifestyle brand. For sure. I, I don't just sell a product. I sell a lifestyle brand. So in order for people to connect to my lifestyle and connect to my brand, they have to connect to my lifestyle. So those things that I show is strategic at times. Sometimes it's just us landing bed cracking jokes on these kids. But, you know, majority of the time is strategic. Now, what ain't strategic, I don't show. What ain't important to my brand. Unless you're on a close friends list. <laughs> I'm on a close friend and list. it ain't showing. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Whatever on the close friends list ain't marketing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just my everyday Only life. Only the special people get the close friends list. <laughs> you guys get dark, gloomy pictures. Ours are clear. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like once you understand the power of social media and not just the money of it. You know, just not not just about money. But just the power of the connection of how I make people feel, how people make me feel, what I learn from people, because I'm not the smartest person in the room, nor do I ever want to be. I learn from people. People inspire me. I inspire them. That's a long list. I am what, or we are what we didn't see and what we didn't have outside of Oprah. Mm -hmm. And now people get to see us, touch us, talk to us, support us. I remember flying to New York City and I don't, no shade, I don't, I'm, I'm an introvert and, and I got anxiety and all that. So I don't go on tour, okay? But when I get to the city, I, I don't. I hate you. But when I, <laughs> but when I visit a city, I say, Glamaholics, meet me at Starbucks. Where my Glamaholics at? Let's go to Starbucks. Baby, I went to Starbucks with my Glamaholics. It was about maybe 12 of us. We shut... No, it was Barnes & Noble. I'm sorry. It was Barnes & Noble, and we shut it down. It was 12 of us, and we sat for hours, and we laughed, and we cried, and we talked. I don't need no tour. I don't need no stage. I don't need no podium. I don't need no microphone. I just want to sit in Barnes & Noble with my feet crossed and laugh and joke yeah. and talk to these women who support me. Wow. I don't need no tour. Wow. So guys, you guys have it. For all of you all who are who are wondering how serious do I need to take social media? Guys, social media is just your TV. Your phone is your TV. You need to take social media seriously because it is a way for you to connect with your audience. You just now heard her say that is how she connected with my league. This is how we became friends. And I mean, we sisters. She in my house and my in my bed, just chilling, just laughing, just with my family. Like she's become family to me. You understand what I'm saying? So you all don't take relationship building online lightly because you just never know what can happen. Mia, can you tell everyone where they can get these toasts? I mean, can we just, I got, I, you know, I got to get a little, little secret question in for my girl CEOs. Can we get a roundabout date where the, when the next ones are coming out? Uh, well, there. I've already started production. Okay. Two two nights ago, so um, we have to think about Christmas holiday, and we have to think about Chinese New Year. I plan to have everything done before Chinese New Year because that's when everything shuts down. So yeah. I'm going to say early early January. No, I'm not going to say early January. I'm going to say February. 
Okay. okay. I'm going to say February. So just know that restock is coming. All right. And, so and if, if you're a girl CEO, you're going to have a special discount code. Remember I said that. You're getting a discount code, too. Get and Ronnie's going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to pay for it. You're getting a discount code. That's going to be a perk of being a girl. You know, I need to start doing that with all my friends. Nicole hit me up about that. She was like, you want to do a discount code for girls? And I'm like, yeah, I need to do a discount code. My girl CEOs with all my friends that got these bomb stores and stuff. So we're going to only girl CEOs, though. But go ahead, man. Lunch coming up in February? Restock, we just going to throw February out there, but it has already started. I'm already on the ball. You know, and Black where can Friday they go shop? Up. Like right now? Because I know you have some fanny packs available too. I don't have anything right now. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. So can no. they do a pre-order or what? No, anything? don't do pre-orders. Oh, sure. <laughs> and let me just explain. I started my business for people who are wondering about, do I need to take out a loan? How much money do I have? I started my business from pre-orders. I did pre-orders for years mm-hmm. until I had enough money to become my own investor. That's when I stopped doing pre-orders. Now, here's the thing about my people in pre-orders. Pre-order means you have my money. You have to give me a date. Right. I'm going to ask you every day, where's my product? Where's my product? Where's my product? Can we now, get with website? my, Can we with get the my business. <laughs> What's the website? Get it. They're begging for the website on the check. Grandmaholiclifestyle.com. Okay. Go ahead. But it won't be no, pre- it will not be any pre-orders. Because when it comes to sh- production and shipping, the time is always on and off. Okay. So I always give a time frame far enough in advance for everybody to prepare. All right. Glamaholiclifestyle.com is where you all can go. Okay. Look forward to February-ish. It might be a little early. Okay. Pushing for that. Make sure you go check it out. I'm so proud of you, Mia. I, oh, but I got a bomb Black Friday coming. So A bomb Black Friday. God bless you. Y'all can go to bless you, sis. (laughs) So glamourlifestyle.com on Black Friday is gonna be it's gonna be a good look, okay? Are we doing some hair? We doing hair is same girl, yes, same girl different hair.com. All right, well y'all make sure if y'all not following me, you guys go check me out. Um support the movement, go purchase a bag. Uh this this is just one of those moments where I hope you all got some gems, some jewels. This podcast will be dropping live on Monday. <laughs> so you all will be able to listen to the replay. But I just want to say this one more time. Things are happening. Things are changing. Doors are opening. People are walking in their purpose. They're owning their platforms. They are owning their audiences. And you guys are being, you you guys are literally a part of history right now. You know, I heard them talking about you at the Forbes conference saying that they've never seen anyone make $160,000 plus in four minutes. It's never been seen. Right. So, you know, I just I'm telling you guys blessings. They kind of rub off on people. So I feel like I'm in line. You know, I'm just like in line next, you know. So it's (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm watching amazing things happen to people around me and um the power of your network is so important right and i'm gonna say this and i'm really ending this podcast 
I said this early on, you guys are so close. You guys are so anxious to get close to people who are already there, who have already made it. But when me and I became friends, it wasn't, she wasn't me and money, me and Ray and all, you know, she wasn't there yet. Girlfriend didn't have a car when I met her. So a lot of people. I've always, I've always been money making me a Ray. I just didn't have money. I was speaking it in She was speaking it in existence. But my point is a lot of you all, you won't talk to the person that's sitting right next to you at the conference because you're so busy trying to get up there and talk to the person that's on the stage. But you don't even realize that the person that's sitting next to you at the conference is going to be the person that's up there at the stage. They was, they was running over you trying to get to this person or that person. Some of the people that you just now named that you were cool with, they were just running past me to get to those people. But they didn't even realize that Mia was going to be Mia. So when the question earlier was, how do I get certain people to be on my podcast? Stop trying to get, you know, people that are already there and up there that everybody's trying to get close to that have a million followers or 200,000 or 300 or 500,000. You're so busy trying to get close to those people that the person that's sitting beside you at the conference, she might have next. And you don't even realize that she has next and you're overlooking her. That's the person. Because when we started out, you know, we were still leveraging. It was solely more leveraging other people's systems and service primarily. Right. But now things are changing. A lot of things are changing and the shift is happening. So I just want to stress, guys. Don't overlook your friends that you meet who aren't those big time people initially because you just never know. And people, last thing, people don't forget how you treated them when they weren't and, and there. I, that's, and I want to say this. Saturday, I got so many new sisters and my girls and, you know, people who never even spoke to me or said anything <laughs> to me that now all of a sudden because I grossed 165K, now I'm her sister and I'm her girl. Me, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't, I, I'm very loyal. I don't play with stuff like that, you know? So I remember when you walked past me or you didn't speak to me or you didn't ask me to come to your brunch or speak, I, stuff like that. I don't matter to me. I, I mess with my glamaholics. So all the, the, the popular and uh, stuff, I don't deal with all that. I don't care about none of that. The but sister. I see it. I see it. I became mm-hmm. your sis and your girl when I hit 165K. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or you could post me then. But let's yeah. go through the timeline. No, were you were you posting me before? No thanks. Yeah. So people <laughs> people will never forget how you made them feel. So think about that. And not even how they made me feel, but how you treated me. Yeah. Or how sure. you you know because I don't have a hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. But I've been like I said, I've been money making me a rain. I've been me a rain since I had seven thousand followers, three thousand followers, two thousand. I've always had the influence. I never cared about the amount of followers ever. So now it's like, guys, don't don't buck the you now, guys. <laughs> I'm okay. She's okay. And, and one more joke. I feel like social media is where you can like really loosen up because if y'all meet, if y'all know this girl in person, unless you're her friend, because I I can get the other side. But but in person, she's really shy. It's like she's sweaty. She's nervous. She like cringed up you know like hey it's like the little I always call it uh, the color purple like smile 
<laughs> you know, like that thing. But social media is like your moment where you can like be. <laughs> it's like she can come out online. I feel like this is your little escape, like where you can kind of loosen up online too. It's like a, a avenue for you to kind of yeah. just be free a little I, bit. I have anxiety. So in-person stuff, I don't really rock with unless I'm in like my setting or whatever, but I'm not a people person. <laughs> I know that's surprising, but people get close to me. I can't do it. They're care. like sweaty, y'all. Let me just tell y'all, we are travel together. I can't room with this girl. If I room with her, we fighting over the AC all day. She needs the AC on 60 and, she, and I need it on 80. <laughs> we cannot room together. I cannot stand heat. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Go to GlamaholicLifestyle.com. Check out Mia. Mia, I'm proud of you. I love you. And I'm excited for everything that you have going on. I got my stuff yesterday. I'll be posting it and showing it off and making everybody jealous who didn't get theirs. So I'll see you guys soon. Have a good day, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.